Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello, good evening, and welcome to this week's Man on the Post. Uh, with me, I am on my Todd with just Colin. Hello, everybody. How are you? Yeah, very well, very well. Recuperating from a, a bit of a bad back. A bad back, how'd you get that? We uh, want it. Uh, huh? Were you on it too much? No. No, I'm, uh, I, I've had it for a while, but... Uh, are you back? Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, I've just been... Applied with drugs, basically, just to take the pain away. But uh, that's not going to fix it. But I've got, I've got a, an appointment with an osteopath, who I think is probably just going to break me. Um, <laughs> it's got a big Turkish massage. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's. So if I disappear towards mm. the end of September, you know why. So is this? Did you do something particular? Is this general old man decline? No, I think I've done something when I was younger, and I've, it's. I've always had it, and it's just one of them things that's just got worse. So. Yeah, fun and games. So this is like some kind of old injury from the past, is it? That's catching up with you. Hold on, I'm not an old man. I'm 38, <laughs> right? I mean, I was trying to think in sort of football parlance when you know the player has to retire because they never quite get over um, the injury they had when they were about 20. Yeah, well, yeah. At the moment, I'm a bit Darren Anderson. Yeah. Um, Sick but, but, yeah, exactly. <laughs> But yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I'm good. How are you, Chris? Very well, thank you very much. Not too bad at all. Loving all this international football jazz and shenanigans. Um, but we'll talk about that in a moment. I think I had, first of all, I had an influence on this week's Football League Tonight show. Um, my bane of this bloody programme the last few weeks is George Riley. Not so much George Riley himself, although that's a different story. But he keeps putting his hands in his pocket when he's talking. And it's just one of those annoying little quirks that just get on my nerves. So I tweeted him last week and said, can you keep your hands out your pockets when you're presenting? You look like you're waiting for a bus. And uh, he replied saying, I am. And all the way through this week's episode, not once did he put his hand in his pocket. And he spent most of the time with his spare hand sort of awkwardly holding the end of his, um, those sort of cue cards they have or holding the iPad that he's got. He didn't put his hand in his pockets once. But then Adam Virgo started doing it as instead. Ah, maybe it's a being around Kelly Cates thing that forces you to do that. I don't know. But... Do, do you think maybe it's like they've got a little button in the pocket and they're they're controlling the the auto cue and the cameras? Well, they need to work it a bit faster, but then that might look a little bit awkward. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, how about me? How about you? Anything getting your goat this week? Well, just a little bit from me. It's it's just um, I, I don't know if anybody else has this with with their their people that they follow on Twitter. I mean, uh, one of the things I really use Twitter for is to sort of get the latest news on, on football um, because information tends to break on Twitter sooner than it does on a local newspaper website or the BBC website or any other national social media outlet. So it's good for that. Mm. However, there's, there's one flaw and there's one thing that really annoys me with Twitter is um, 
ITK, in the know people, um, many of whom are, are sort of journalists. Um, some are people who run websites. And the amount of nonsense I've heard during you know, the, the transfer window with regards to my team, which is Leeds United, um, it's just unbelievable. And I don't know how, how these people get away with it because they have like thousands, tens of thousands of followers, some of them. And, and they'll just make something up. The most famous one probably is Indicalia, isn't he? Oh, well, oh, he blo- he's blocked. Yeah, I blocked him a long time ago. You blocked him? What for? Why, how does he even know you exist? Well, I've blocked him and muted him, so I never see anybody retweet any of the nonsense he says. And oh, stuff like right, that. okay. You didn't fall out with him or something? No, 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 no. Was, isn't he working at KFC or something? Wasn't that what he was all about, and he was just doing it in his spare time or something? He wasn't an agent at all. You don't say? No. Nah. <laughs> But I mean, I mean, for example, the, I, I, I'm on chat rooms and chat boards and stuff like this, and people start getting worried about this sort of thing. And it's like, from a lease perspective, Sam Byram's going to be sold. Yeah. Sunderland are going to buy him, and it's going to be a swap for this player, and it's going to be this amount of details. I've heard from a source this is happening. Mm. It's like, I, I know 100% that isn't the case, because that's not the way leads do business. No, no one now finds out about transfer deals before it's officially in by the club. And it's like these people make it up and everyone goes, ooh, why is the club selling Sam Byram? And I, I, I'm sort of like tweeting people going, it's bullshit, it's bullshit, it's bullshit. And it is bullshit. And it's like, I don't know if these people do it to get some sort of kick um, or more hits on their website, but it's just really frustrating. I remember... Th- Years ago, when I was at university in Liverpool, I got into a cab once, and I was chatting to the to the driver on my way home, and he told me a friend of his was an in the know at Everton Football Club, and that within the next two or three days they were going to sign both Andy Cole and Trevor Sinclair, and that didn't happen. No, it it's, didn't. It, it's not a new industry. I think this has been going a long, long time. I just, I just wish people would. <sighs> Follow my lead a little bit more and just sort of, as soon as you hear these people say this nonsense, just block them. Um, follow your lead in life or just here? Oh, just, just on that one. Don't, don't, definitely don't follow my lead in life. <laughs> anyway, like Jack Lemon and Walter Matow, I think we'd better stop ranting at each other and yeah. probably uh, get over talk about some international football. England are qualified. Uh, easy. Easy, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Seven out of seven. 6-0 win. God, it was tedious as bloody anything, that game against San Marino, wasn't it? 6-0 in the end. Um, I tweeted during it, you were probably loving it, but... Well, I always love an England win. I know you do, but it's the manner of that win. Fortunately, I was driving from, from the north of England to the south of England at the time. All right. So I didn't catch it. And this, this is how important it was to, to the BBC. What, um, what jabs do you need to go to the north? Um... Nothing really, just a few extra vitamins. Yeah? Yep. Yeah, that'll do you. That's good. Um, is, is that Radio 5 Live are covering it? Mm-hmm. Normally an international game. Complete, dedicated coverage. Every five or ten minutes they were dipping into, oh, and now let's, uh, let's catch up with the, uh, the tennis or the golf and what was happening here with the cricket. And it's like, that's how bored even the BBC were with the match. <laughs> 
they can't really blame them, though, can you? I mean, it's one of those games where you expect them to win, but, God, they're tedious as anything. I mean, even if we'd won sort of 10-0 or something like that, Rooney looked embarrassed to score. He didn't really celebrate, did he? Well, it wasn't a penalty, was it? I don't know what the ref was doing. No, I don't think he particularly was. I mean, all of them looked a bit sort of sheepish, didn't they? Um, he's now equal with uh, Bobby Charlton's record, 49 goals. Is he the joint best goal scorer or player for England of all time, do you think? Joint with Sir Bobby Charlton. Who would you rather have in your team, Bobby or Rooney? Well, I don't know. What, what's, what's Rooney going to get out of this? Are you going to get a knighthood? Imagine that. Sir Wayne. Sir Wayne Rooney. Sir Wayne of Rooney. Um, which, which I don't think will... Well, well, you never know. Not, not, not unless we win a World Cup. Well, for Wayne Rooney, it's going to have to be the next World Cup, isn't it? Um, it's, it's difficult, isn't it? I mean, from, from my perspective, I'm, I'm going to be... I'm going to be decent to Wayne Rooney here because I think most people are going to attack him for like being anywhere near and sort of being compared to, to Bobby Charlton. But it's it's a little bit like for me as a Formula One fan also. You know, people say, oh, is Schumacher better than Senna or um, is Mansell better than Fangio and Sterling Moss and all, all, all this sort of good stuff. And, it, and it's hard to compare because it's a completely different game and I, I do know that England get a lot of gimmies, and San Marino's a perfect example of it. Mm-hmm. But a goal scorer has to do what a goal scorer has to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bobby Charlton, if you, if you dig deep and look at his record, um, despite the cracking player he was, a lot of his goals did come from, from friendlies. We had home internationals as well in those days. Um, so we- it's... it's 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 a difficult one, I think. Yeah, he played against the Soviet Union, though, didn't he? He didn't have all um, little piddly Lithuanian Latvias, though. And of the Yugoslavia team. He didn't have all the little Slovenias and all that lot. Yeah, that, that's true. Um, Personally, I think Lineker, myself. Yes. And Owen, if he'd stayed fit. I think this is a point that Adam and Ross have made on the sports show pod, I think. If they'd stayed fit. Well, ifs and buts and maybes is, is great, but it, they didn't, did they? Shoulda, woulda, coulda. Um, and and Tarouni's had his injuries as well. Yep. Um, the, the only thing is that what Rooney needs to sort of get, I think, get rid of all the negativity is, whether people like it or not, he's going to be the front man for England in, in Euro 2016. He needs a trip to Vegas. Sort of let his hair down. <laughs> well... <laughs> He, he needs he needs some he needs a good tournament hmm. to sort of just get that into his Wikipedia entry. You know what I mean? Well, um, he, I mean, what's he? He's had Euro two thousand and four, hasn't he? And he's struggled at an international tournament since, hasn't he? Yes, yes. At, at times, it's been dreadful. Hmm. Let's not let's not doubt. You know, let's not hide it. Um, I guess you know, especially when you say Lineker, what you can never take away from him is his golden boot. No, you can't. Can which, you? which, which stands as something you know that you can't take away from him. Um, Funny enough, we're not mentioning one name here. We're not mentioning Shearer, are we? He didn't score that many for England. Or, he, as, he, or as many as you thought a player of his standard would. Well, I, I, th- I think you're. You, you, although I'm probably a little bit old, you're of a similar age to me, aren't you, Chris? And so you remember Shearer in his pomp for England. Mm. And 
I remember people saying that Shearer was past it, Shearer should be dropped, other people should be given chances. Um, and as soon as he disappeared from the England scene, then people were saying, what we need is a, a, an Alan Shearer. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, that's the sort of player that he just didn't want before. So, um, a similar thing with Rooney. You know, you can't you can attack the guy, but should he hang up his boots or he's, he's no longer fit enough to do the job? Is there a perfectly adequate replacement for him? Mm. Don't know, I'm not sure if there is. No, I don't think there is. Not as yet. Maybe in a couple of years' time, maybe. Um... Now they go on to play Switzerland, uh, a couple more games, and after that they go to uh, Chantilly with the, uh, this is where I get a bit um, good moaning, French placement, Auberge de Jour de Pomme Hotel in Chantilly, which on TripAdvisor has got an average rating of four and a half. Um, not five, as you might expect for an England team. Now, they've got a couple of one-star reviews. Um, someone accused the baby of falling through the bed for a poorly made bed. Well, not accused the baby, but said that the baby fell through a poorly made bed. Uh, their linen was left unchanged. Uh, and someone even said they had their money stolen by um, chambermaids. So, it's not all it's cracked up to be, but some, some people say. I mean, I've had a look on the website, and I wouldn't mind staying there myself. I'd take the risk. But, um, I don't know. Would you risk such a place? I, I reckon they'll rough it. They'll, they'll make it through. You think? Harry yeah, Kane's yeah, not going to fall that, through that. the bed. No, um, I, I think I think they'll be all right. Yeah, um, it, it, it's interesting, though. I mean, what, what would you do now, Chris? Would you try and develop a sort of first eleven during the next few matches, or would you say, right, sod this, we're, we're going to go down the route of Vardy and John Joe Shelby and give these other guys a chance, or do you try and really cement it and say, right, this is going to be the starting eleven? Well, I mean, your 100% qualifying record would be great. Um, but at the same time, you want to look at all your options, don't you? Because there's going to become a time where Rooney might be suspended for a game um, at the Euros or he you know, might do his metatarsal again or something like that. So you need to look at your other options as well. Uh, you need to look at other formations. And there's no point... I don't see the point in playing Rooney for the next two matches. You know he's going to start. Um, other than getting the record, what's he got to play for personally? You see, I would slightly disagree. I'd say Rooney's the sort of person you probably do want to keep playing, whereas someone like Joe Hart isn't going to gain anything through these remaining qualifiers. So you might as well give... Who's our number two? Jack Butland. Yeah, you Foster. Know, or, or, or Foster. I, I don't like Foster, but someone like that a chance, perhaps. Mm. Um And it is difficult, isn't it? I mean, I always... If this is me playing championship manager and I qualified, I'd put the kids in. Well, the thing is as well, I think I think we've, we've the mindset's changed a little bit. So we know damn well that if this had been a previous generation, then Kelsey Preece, you know, Stevie Gerrard or Frank Lampard, they, they wouldn't be available for, for those get, games. You know, they get injured. injured. <laughs> they would, yes. Um and I think also there's a there's a push for advertising rights to get certain players playing. So I, I can see Rooney still featuring, um, yeah. but not necessarily for 90 minutes. Yeah. I, 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 I do think what would be great for me personally is is try and give as much time as possible to Harry Kane. Yeah, I think I mean he he needs some confidence to back, doesn't he? 
he needs he needs a goal from somewhere, doesn't he? Because he's not scored at all this season. Yeah, I'm, I'm not knocking him on that. I mean, I think, I think there's issues there at Spurs, isn't there? Um, mm. But I, I don't think he's dropped off a cliff just because just because it's the start of a new season. No, I, th- I think he's still still a cracking player. Yeah. Um, elsewhere then, Wales are more or less there, aren't they? They beat Cyprus 1-0 uh, Friday or late last week. Yesterday they drew 0-0 with Israel. Now they need one point from matches away at Bosnia and at home to... Andorra, you would think that they would get that, wouldn't you? A point in those last two games. I hope so. I hope so. If they didn't, they don't really deserve to be there, I suppose, if you can't get a point uh, against those two. Bosnia have kind of fallen off a cliff after their qualification for the World Cup, haven't they? Uh, but Andorra, you'd kind of expect. Um, and Wales are now ranked higher than England in the FIFA rankings, aren't they? Are they ninth and England 10th? I think this has all been done to death, hasn't it? About, but it, it, you know, how's that? You know, how and above Spain as well, yeah. In the rankings, are they? Are they? Are Spain outside the top ten? Um, I have no idea. I'm not sure, but well, either, yeah. If, if you want to have a check while we're while we're chatting, but either way, I mean, some people say, oh, well, the FIFA rankings are wrong, but you've got to do it somehow. Yeah. And at the end of the day, if you've set the rules and. Wales have got there, then fair enough. And if they get to the Euros, which fingers crossed, I think, then they're above Spain, aren't they? Well, Wales, and also was, I suppose, uh, are better than Spain, Holland, uh, Croatia, Italy, Uruguay, um, Ivory Coast. I'd, I'd agree with all of those. Yeah? Yes. But then I'm Team England. Um, <laughs> hey, I, I, if, if, what is it, 57 years, is it? Since Wales last did it, nineteen fifty-eight, wasn't it? And they were at um, they were at uh, the World Cup, weren't they? I'll take your word for it. Um, even I wasn't around then. So, hey, and, and it's not just Wales, is it? No. Look at Northern Ireland. Do you want to know the, the worst teams in FIFA rankings? Come on. From going upwards, the worst team is the Bahamas. And you've got Anguilla, Papua New Guinea, the Cook Islands, Djibouti, Somalia, Andorra. Um, hey, Wales only beat 2-1. Mongolia and then Eritrea. You see, San Marino aren't that bad after all. They're all right, aren't they? Yeah. There you go. Um, Scotland at the G- moment... Go on. Gibraltar, surely. Are they are in there? Uh, they must be up there somewhere. Let me try and scroll up a little page. How would Gibraltar climb that league so quickly? Eh? Danny Higginbotham. <laughs> <laughs> that's why uh, no Gibraltar they keep going up and up and up San Marino 193 uh, 193rd um, no you keep going up and up and up and then I've not come to them yet maybe Gibraltar haven't qualified for a spot yet perhaps no India with all the billion people that live there 155th mm. that's some odd things there yeah maybe they've not qualified um, Scotland currently losing 3-2 to Germany um, it's between them and Ireland, isn't it, for the the final qualification spot in that group, isn't it? Yeah, they're currently losing three two to Germany. We were two two. Uh, they lost one nil to Georgia the other day, didn't they? That didn't help, did it? No, um, I mean, I, th- I think from that group, it's going to be Germany and Poland, isn't it? Poland should be safe as well. Yeah, one um, of those tricky little things, isn't it? Poland got Gibraltar next, having lost three one to Germany last week. 
Um, G- Germany, by the way, are, are starting to get back. They, they, they had a, after the World Cup, they faltered a little bit. Yeah. But now they're starting to play really well. So, so they're getting dangerous again, which is great news, just in time for a European championship. But <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, well, that's, that's if you're not a Germany fan, but yeah. Yeah, uh, they're the same team as Republic of Ireland. Ireland beat Gibraltar 4-0, now above Scotland, and they're at home to Georgia next. Not sure how they're getting on at the moment, but um, Scotland really need to win this game tonight. Did, anybody, did you see the Alan Hutton run the other day? Have you seen that little vine on Twitter? It's beautiful. It's like, a, it's like poetry, isn't it? You can imagine that with sort of Ness and Dorma playing or something. Well, for those who haven't seen it, explain it, Chris. Alan Hutton is basically running down the wing in midfield, he doesn't so much lose control of the ball, or just lose control of his legs, doesn't he? <laughs> um, and then he falls over, lands on top of uh, a Georgian player, and pretty much sticks his knees into his face by mistake, and then they both end up lying on the floor, don't they? Yeah. Um, it's pretty beautiful to watch. Poland currently 6-0 up against Gibraltar. Uh, a friend of a friend actually plays for Gibraltar. He, he comes from a little village down here in Cornwall, never been there. Qualifies through parents or grandparents or something like that. And uh, manages to play for Gibraltar. Me and you, I think. Yeah, me and you, I think, could probably get a game. Not with my back, mate. Uh, A a thirty-eight-year-old right back, which is my position. That well, that's that's where all bad footballers go to die, isn't it? Right back, but um, and that's definitely me. But you you wouldn't even Gibraltar won't pick me, me with my back. But you're a keeper, aren't you? So you're in demand. Yeah. I worked at a very young age, like I said last week, you worked at a very young age that you're a guaranteed pick, plus you just have to stand at the back and wait for the ball to come to you. And then when I couldn't play in goal, I just played in central defence and wait for the ball to come to you, and then you get to kick people. It just seemed the natural fit for me. Fair enough, but it's, I think it's a dangerous position myself. I've, I've, when I've played in goal, I've had balls pelt into my face and on my fingers, and it's like, ooh. Too much pain. No, I'd rather that than play fullback and have to run. Well, there is that, yeah. Um, Northern Ireland, ten years ago today, beat England 1-0. Do you remember that? David Healy. David Healy, indeed. Was that Leeds' own very David Healy? I'm not sure if it was uh, Leeds' at the time. He might have been. He played for Leeds, didn't he? Oh, he did, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how did he get on for you guys? As well as he got on for, for Ireland? Well, as a player, he was hard-working, but he was one of those players who sort of, um, I think, stuck in that chasm between the Premier League and the Championship. Yeah, he was a Manchester United reject, wasn't he? Yeah, he's sort of like in that Darren Hookerby zone, you know, where he could do a great <laughs> a great job in the Championship, but when it came to the Premier League, you know, struggled a little bit. What else happens in the Darren Hookerby zone? That sounds like the sort of place I want to be. <laughs> Um, he scored that great goal against United. Remember, he was at Coventry. Yes, rings a bell. And yeah. he took on most of the team. It's either him or Craig Bellamy. That, yeah. was a, that was a team they had at the time, wasn't it? Bellamy and Huckabee. Yeah, where did it all go wrong? Coventry. Living the dream. Uh, well, Northern Ireland is currently kind of in their ha- hands, isn't it? They've got 17 points from eight games. Romania got 16, uh, Hungary of 13. Um, they play Hungary next. They beat... Um, the fair one is 3-1 away last week. Gareth McCauley scored two and Carl Lafty scored one. Uh, they're 16 points in top. Romania are home to Greece, who are bottom with two points, having lost to the fair islands. That was Claudio Ranieri, wasn't it? 
That was his home loss to the Fair Islands, and they gave him the boot after that. Yeah, egg on their face now. Look yeah. Look how Leicester are going. Oh, exactly. You wait till they're in the Champions League at the end of the season. But the thing is, this could be a great Euros, because there could be so many new teams in there. You know, you've yeah. got, look at Iceland as well. Yes. Yeah, indeed. And look at, look at how Holland is, uh, you know, are squandering. Well, they lost 3-0 to Turkey, didn't they? It's, it's not looking good for them, is it? It's not looking very good at all. I'm just trying to scroll through and find out where they are. Um, Serbia are bottom of Group I with one point and having won a game. They had those three points taken off them, didn't they? Remember after the, um, the little drone? Yeah. That came pottering about. Yeah. Holland, fourth in Group A. Uh, Iceland and Czech Republic on 19 points, both qualified. Turkey with 12 points and Holland with 10. Um, so, yeah, it's looking pretty tough indeed. Daily Bl- uh, Daily Blint, Danny Blint's now there manager isn't he but this is the one thing one of the things that Platini's done isn't he he's opened up international football hasn't he, he he's insisting his friendlies play take place over the course of three or four days and now he's got internationals uh, qualifying taking place over the same period of time and he's opening up the Euros teams finishing third as well he gets a bit of a slating for various different things but this is quite a progressive thing to do isn't it if it changes it up a bit and it makes it more exciting and it allows more new teams and hungry teams to sort of get into the final tournament, then I think it's all good. Yeah, indeed. Um, so Iceland and Czech Republic have qualified. Uh, in Group C, you've got Spain top on 18, Slovakia at 18 and Ukraine on 15. Um, Slovakia and Ukraine actually play each other next. So that'll be interesting to see. And Macedonia are playing host to Spain, so... You'd imagine Spain would win that, but they have been a bit iffy. Right? They lost to Slovakia in, in earlier on in the qualifying round, didn't they? They beat them the other day, but they did lose to them. It was um, it was another Martin Skirtle versus Diego Costa evening, which is always good to see. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Group G, Austria on 19 points. I've just dropped just two points, I think they have. Uh, Sweden on 12, Russia on 11. Um, Austria, Austria. Austria. You see what I mean? It's just, I, I don't know. I mean, if if you were a betting man, you had all these, you know, being top of the group, then you'd be a rich person, wouldn't you? Well, you would be, wouldn't you? Sweden play Austria next. Uh, Austria are pretty much out of sight, but um, they need the points to sort of pull away from Russia. I think Zlatan's injured as well. I think they do struggle without him, don't they? Because obviously he's such a, a focal point. Group H, you've got Italy on 18 points, Norway 16, Croatia 15. Um, and then Group I, you've got Portugal on 12, Denmark on 12, and then you've got Albania. Uh, Albania due to play Portugal next. Denmark drew nil-nil away with Armenia earlier on today, but hopefully you wouldn't think Portugal would Portugal it up, would you? You never know with them, dear. It's one of those teams that if you're a betting person, just don't even bother with it's Portugal. You don't, you don't know how, how they're going to turn out. It's just Tom's rule, isn't it? Tom's rule yeah. is don't bet on Liverpool and don't bet on Portugal. Yeah, and he's normally right. Yeah. All the time. Um, well, that's the Euros that are next year, but... You do realise we've got uh, World Cup qualification going on as well at the moment, don't you? 2018. Well, yes, yes. Um, would you like to see some results? Have you seen any results? England haven't played yet, have they? No. We've no. got some Asian results. Uh, we've got the UAE 10, Malaysia 0, Qatar 15, Bhutan 0, 
Australia 5, Bangladesh 0, Saudi Arabia 7, East Timor 0, uh, South Korea 8, Laos 0, and Kuwait 9, Myanmar, which used to be Burma, 0. This is all pre-qualifying, I think this is. Great. <laughs> Great. <laughs> what, uh, what, what am I meant to take from that? I mean, it's pre-qualifying for a reason, isn't it? The UAE aren't very good. I don't know. I think they are proper qualifiers. I'm not sure, because from this you all go through to playoffs and stuff, don't you, from the Asian, um, the Asian section? Because a lot of the Asian teams are very unhappy that Australia are in the their section now. They left the Oceania group, didn't they? Well, they've got, they've got to be somewhere, haven't they? So, well, they belong in. I mean, geographically, they're in Oceania. Uh, but of course, they normally end up with some playoff against Uruguay or something, and always lose. So they um, they join the AFC, the Asian Federation. Um, if you're interested in Oceania, American Samoa beat the Cook Islands two 0 and Tonga beat Samoa three 0 which both of which are available on YouTube. I've seen. It's great if you get a chance to see it. I mean, I saw American Samoa the Cook Islands on YouTube and there must have been about 20 people there um, and it's just palm trees and it's just the weirdest weirdest scenario most surreal scenario because you watch it and you imagine what the final of the World Cup is going to be you know Russia and Moscow and all this sort of thing and you're looking at the Cook Islands playing in front of about 10 people well there is that but also there's the other side that's pathetic because I mean <laughs> my, my hometown of my hometown club, Osset Town, yep. gets about 120 watching them. I don't think there are 120 people watching this. Exactly. And, and they're like, what, eight leagues, maybe nine or ten perhaps from the... No, no, not, no, probably eight leagues away from the Premier League. Mm. And they get 120. Yep. So... True, City getting a good couple of hundreds as well. I mean, they're never going to get there, no. But um, if you've read thirty-one nil, the James Montague book, they've all got as much pride playing for them as any Brazilian would do playing for his team. But it is just fantastic to see these smaller teams just playing against each other. They've got Canada three, Belize nil. Jamaica lost. They lost to Nicaragua. But I don't know how you'd feel being the Bhutan goalkeeper having just let your fifteenth goal in. No, exactly. <laughs> Probably not very happy. Um, I'm not quite sure, like you say, what we can take from all that, though. There's a lot of crap teams in the world. Well, not much, really, I don't think, because none of them are going to qualify. <laughs> uh, right, well, we're coming to the next part of our uh, podcast, which is the Fiverside Premier League All-Stars team. I'm trying to think of a name to call it. That sounds a bit crappy, that, doesn't it? We'll come up with something, don't worry. We'll edit something good in. Uh, but week by week, we're going through each Premier League team and picking out every... Well, you can pick a five-a-side team from every player that's uh, played for them in the Premier League era. Uh, we've done Newcastle and Everton so far. And this week, I think some kind of short straw that's been drawn here. We've got uh, West Bromwich Albion. I'm salivating. I can, well, I can imagine. I'm afraid for every Newcastle United, there is going to be a West Bromwich Albion. Now... Um, we do this a little bit on, um, uh, we do this a little bit on listeners' choice, uh, at ARPM57, he's sent in a team of, uh, Ben Foster, Paul Robinson, they must have had better players than Paul Robinson, um, Tom Mooney, 
Gavin Moen and Bob Taylor, which of course is, is a right answer for playing up front, Bob Taylor. Um, I've gone for the hot dog kid, Russell Holt in goal, Gareth McCall in defence, Jason Kumas, Jeff Horsfield and Bob Taylor as well. What are you going for, Colin? I'm going to be honest, guys. I struggled with this. Um, <laughs> this, this is not a diss on West Brom. It's great, but it's just the fact that they, they haven't always featured in that Premier in the Premier League era that we're looking at. So it's been difficult to choose. But I have gone for for Russell Holt and goal. Yeah. Um, don't laugh at me for this. Um, you can wipe this guy out. As my defender, I went for Johnny Evans. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, in I mid- did not laugh. <laughs> in midfield, I've gone for Chris Brunt. Yeah. West Brom, Solwood. Um, and James Morrison. 240 appearances, not bad at all. Yeah. 20, 27 goals. Um, and as my guy up front, he, he is still on their books. He is still on their books. Uh, Saido Berahino. Yeah, how many of these other players have ever threatened to go on strike? Well... And got compassionate leave to go to a funeral in uh, their home country only to take a selfie on a private jet. I don't think Chris Brunt's done that. Chris Brunt's not done that. This is a clue. Chris Brunt, Russell Holt, Johnny Evans haven't done that. No. One of them has. And it's not James Morrison either. And it's not James uh, Morrison either. Yeah, but... Hey, I'm talking about a five-a-side tournament. It's going to try and get West Brom through in the next round. I've got to go for Berahino. Bit of magic. Could do the job on the on the five-a-side pitch. That's what I'm thinking. Well, you're the only ones who've gone for Berahino. Other shouts for up front. We've got Nicholas Anelka, Peter Ron and Wingy. Uh, Kenny's got a couple of votes. Tommy Mooney. Uh, Demancy Cameron's got a vote as well. Any of those shake your love for Berahino? Yeah, I mean... I, I mean. <laughs> the one thing that stands out for me is the. It just reminds me of the uh, the West Brom welcoming of of Nicholas and Elka. If if you get a chance, just just Google it. It's on YouTube. Um, about the, uh, the the little welcome video hmm. that's you know, which is Nicholas and Elka welcome to West Brom, and uh, he looks like the most unhappiest man alive to have joined <laughs> West Brom. <laughs> Does he look more unhappy than Aaron Lennon when he um, joined Everton? It's on a similar a similar level. Is it? Yeah. Brilliant. Um, well, Emma has gone for Ben Foster, Nicholas and Elka. Side of, oh, she's on for Berahino as well. Um, James Morrison and Peter Odenwingi. Uh Mr. Emma at Cheesy Chips. He's gone for Russell Holt. Darren Moore, who Mark mentioned last week for a laugh, but he's actually gone and put him in for seriousness. Uh, Demancy Camera, Jason Roberts and Canu. My only memory of Canu when he played was, remember he, he skied that one from half a yard out, didn't he? Um, the cross comes in, is about half a yard out, open goal, and he puts it straight over the bar, and they cut straight away to manager Brian Robson, who says, how did he miss that? Well, there you go. That's Canny. That's, that's Canny, yeah. <laughs> that, and um, that goal against Sheffield United for Arsenal, do you remember the one that was uh, where Steve Bruce pulled them all off the pitch? Because he thought they should have kicked it back to the keeper. Mm. Your two memories of Canny. Um, I went for Russell Holt as a cult figure for Leicester City because he was the hot dog kid. He was the uh, he was in the stands for a football match for Leicester City, and um, I think the goalkeeper got injured, and they hadn't named a reserve goalkeeper. Uh, and he was 16 years old, and 
Russell Holt was, and he was in the stand, and they came up to him and said, you've got to play. And he was eating a hot dog with his mates, and he said, well... And they said, no, really, you have to play. So they pulled him out of the ground, and um, he played live on telly in a Sunday afternoon, central weekend, and he got man of the match. So we have to have him in, don't we? Even though it was for Leicester. I, 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 yeah, I'd be happy with him. Go on, then. Uh, who are going to have a defender? I put... Gareth McCauley, who did you say? You said Johnny Ev- Johnny Evans. <laughs> you might want to scratch that, Chris. Yeah. You see, Mark's coming for Chris Brunt, and Chris Brunt can play fullback as defender, can't he? True. Um. So we can have we can have Chris Brunting. That gives us a few more attacking options. So should we do that? I'm happy with that. Good man. So, further up front, we could also have... Uh, who's got the most votes up here? We've got Berahino with two votes, Canu two votes, Morrison two, um, Bob Taylor with two. Did Bob Taylor play for Leeds? Uh, I don't think so. Do you remember Bob, Bob Taylor? No. So this is when this is when the sort of early 90s football knowledge kind of drifts away from the teenagers listening, isn't it? Um, so I thought Ross was going to go for Jeff Horsfield and he didn't I have one that's gone for Jeff, Jeff Horsfield um, so who do you reckon out of all those names we've got like I say two for Berahino two for Morrison you've gone for Morrison and Berahino haven't you so I know what you're going to say mm. okay let's try to consider some of the Jason Roberts yes or no He does my head in on football focus. Um, he needs to learn to speak English. I just can't understand a word he says. Don't knock him for his, his TV career. Um, There's a few we could do for that, I suppose, isn't there? Yeah. Um, I, w- I wouldn't be against that if, if people if people want Jason Roberts. Well, only one person does. Um, Peter Adamwingi. He wanted to beat West Brom, so he wanted to drove to QPR, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, we could do. We could have a Rongans up front, couldn't we? We could have an Elka Berry Hino and Odden Wingy. Do you know what? You've just hit on something there, Chris. A baddies five aside team. Can we get them in there? Yeah, we've got three spaces left. Is that within the rules? Well, I don't see why not. Because that might actually be quite a good team. So an Elka Berry Hino. Yeah. And Peter Rod and Wingy. And Peter Rod and Wingy. Right. Yeah, but, but what has everybody else said? We can't just shove our people in, so... Well, we can, we're here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Barry Heena got two votes. Um, Rod and Wingy and Elker only got the one, but would you... Okay, James Morrison got two votes. He's very cultured and everything, but would you want him in your five-a-side team? Same for Zoltan Gear and same for Canny. The only thing I'm thinking with James Morrison is he's solid. Dependable. But whenever you play a five-a-side team, there's always one five-a-side team. We're always very talented, but argue so easily when things don't go their way or a pass doesn't go their way or something. This could be that team, couldn't it? Oh, this has got implosion written all over it. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to defer my... My vote to, I think, what what the people on, the good people on Twitter and our fans have said. Well, the good people on Twitter would say Morrison, Gear and Canny. 
So, okay, we've got Berenino with two votes. Um, James Morrison, he's a good player. Would you want him to five a side team, though? That's the only thing. These are all quite fast-paced and fast-moving, aren't they? Anelka, Berahino and Odomwingi. They'd zip by you, wouldn't they? If you want to ditch him, ditch him then. Go on then. So, should we go for Russell Holt in goal? Mm-hmm. Chris Brunt? Yeah, happy with defense. that. Um, and then, somehow, he's got to get some discipline out of Nicholas Anelka, Siderberahino and Peter Odomwingi. <laughs> <laughs> Would you want to mar- manage those four five? Oh right, right. Have we have we got to think of our West Brom manager now? Well, no. I'm just thinking. Would you want to? Now, Emma said something about Russell Holt and off-field antics. Does that ring a bell? No, she's on about his hot dog again. <laughs> maybe I, she's I a bit, maybe she knows more about his hot dog. Well, she's not here to tell us about his off-field antics. I feel I feel cheated. No. Yeah, right. Wikipedia. Holt, a married man, has on a number of occasions been the subject of public revelations concerning sexual assault. In 2000, he was fined £300 for curb crawling. It was also cleared of sending indecent letters to a 15-year-old girl after his lawyer told the magistrates they were no worse than quote-unquote saucy seaside postcards. In 2005, he was revealed to send 10 nude photographs of himself to his mistress, and in 2007, that's his mistress, uh, in 2007 he was suspended by West Brom for footage of him involved in an orgy which was leaked online wearing, wearing, wearing a polo shirt, club, a club shirt. Good lad, you're the Good keeper. Lad. Right, Excellent. You're, you're in the five-a-side team. You're on the team sheet, mate. This you're all a, right. This is a proper wrong-uns 11, isn't it? <laughs> uh, or wrong-uns 5. We've just got to try and find something about Chris Brunt here. Does he hurt cats or something? I don't know. One's hit a taxi driver, maybe. Something like that. Oh, they've all done that, haven't they? Yeah. Uh, personal life. Chris Brunt. Um, no. His wife's had babies. That's the only other thing. Well, anyway, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, we've got to have one sort of kind of sensible person in there, haven't we? Yeah, Chris Brunt, a, a vegetarian man of faith. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah he'll, he'll have to be the good guy to sort the rest out. Spends his weekends in soup kitchens when he's not playing. <laughs> yeah. All right, fair enough then. So we've got Russell Holt, wrong and Chris Brunt, good guy, Nicholas Nelko, Siderberg, you know, Peter on the wing, you're wrong and right. Okay, you wouldn't want to mess with that team, would you? Um... And I now need to draw our team for next week. So I've got all the names in my hat. Uh, this week my hat is a Trilby. And the name I'm pulling out is... You can do a little drum roll. Manchester United. Oh, there's, there's something to get your um, thinking caps on for. A thinking cap. I could have a thinking cap next week to have my team. Manchester United. Manchester United. They don't even play in Manchester, but they're called Manchester United. What five-a-side team can we get out of that? Well, we've got a week to think on that one. Um, and if you've got any comments about our West Brom team, uh, I think this is probably the team we've had with the most individual names uh, of players contributed. It's quite a sort of split out of names here. So if you're not happy with what you hear, or you are happy with what you hear, uh, then you can tweet us at Man on the Post. Um, oh, one thing I was going to say. Did you see Martin Allen at the weekend? Martin Mad Dog Allen? Uh, no. He got off the team coach um, and got talking to a couple of fans outside. Oh, yes, go on. Yeah. This was Barnet versus Carlisle, I think. And got talking to a young lad, didn't he, outside the front and said to the young lad, what are you doing today? And the little boy sort of shrugged his shoulders and went, I don't know. And uh, Martin Allen said, would you like to be our mascot? And he was. Got taken out the pitch, had a little kick around the players beforehand, led the players out onto the pitch afterwards. 
That's all right, isn't it? Yeah. He could be the next Russell Holt, maybe. It's almost a sort of similar sort of thing. We'll see this little boy in a few years' time curb crawling and um, involved in orgies, wearing his maybe. Barnet shirt. Yeah, maybe he's a nice guy, you know. As I say, like, even Hitler liked dogs. And he was a vegetarian as well. Was he? Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Well, he killed his dog, though. That's the only thing. Martin Allen? No, Hitler. Oh. He wanted, no. um, he wanted to make sure the cyanide worked, so being the nice man he was, he tested it on his dog. Oh, okay. That's a, Hitler and football might be an entirely different podcast. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where to go from there, Chris. <laughs> Should we finish? <laughs> yes, let's. Bit... Have, 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 we got, have we got anything else? Uh, uh, any other Hitler facts or Martin Allen facts? <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't think of any Hitler and Martin Allen facts. In fact, while I'm here, let me just do a little Google of Hitler and Martin Allen. God knows what. Imagine if this brought something up. So Adolf Hitler. Martin Allen. Google, Google's having a think. Uh, You'll be pleased to know there is nothing in connection with Martin Mad Dog Allen and Adolf Hitler. Oh, I rest easy now. Other than the fact... <laughs> Other than the fact that there's a, there's a Second World War author called Martin Allen, but I presume that's not the same one. Mm. Yeah. So, there we go. Uh, this brings us to the end of our podcast. Thank you ever so much, Colin. Um, if you want to get in touch with us again on Martin Allen, Adolf Hitler, um, or our West Brom Fiverside team, you can get in touch with us at Man on the Post. Uh, Colin, if they want to get in touch with you, how do they get to do that? I am at Cass707. At Cass707. I am at Band. Uh, if you want to rate and review us, we've got some Man on the Post fridge banquets left for any five-star reviews. You can do that on iTunes. We are up for a podcast award this Thursday, aren't we, Colin? Saturday. Saturday, sorry. Saturday. Saturday. Yes, um, thank you very much, everybody, for voting for us in the, the UK Podcasters Awards. Um, that managed to get us into the final three. Um, and I know that a lot of you have been voting for us to pick up the trophy as well, which is a 50-50 vote between uh, votes from the public and also 50% on the judges' opinion. Uh, we're up against two others. And fingers crossed, hopefully, you never know, uh, we could lift the sports and recreation podcast. Um, I plan to be in Manchester for the event, which is where it's being held. Um, so, yes, hopefully... We'll we might win. have some good news from Manchester. Well, hopefully we'll win. Yeah. Um, and either, you know, I'll be on stage in Manchester picking up a lovely trophy or running onto the stage putting my pants down if we don't win or something like that. So, yeah. uh, well, what happened to Judy Finnegan when she was on stage? T- t- pop a tit out. Well, I don't think it, it was just a bra, I think. I don't quite think she went that far. But, I mean, was it? Whatever, whatever you fancy doing. Yeah. You can do that. There you go. What's the worst thing that can happen? Uh, so, yeah, we'll let you know how we get on with that next week. Um, so, thank you so much, Colin. Good night. Thank you, everybody. And all that remains to be said, it's always keep your man on the post. Whee!